think we're recording. Bear with me too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, everyone. This is Angie Machado, and I am super excited today to start something new on Beaver Blitz. We're going to go back and uh, visit with some former Oregon State players and just kind of check in and see what they're doing. Just kind of have a coffee conversation. I see Ev's got his coffee. I've got my coffee here. Um, ignore yeah, my yeah. home I'm office. Good. Look at the capstone. There we go. Um, <laughs> I just think it's fun. I mean, this is such a crazy time. I count it today. This is day 35 here at my house. And yeah. I have a home office. This is my home office. But now I have a husband working at home, too. Yeah. So he is actually, I kicked him out of the office for my Zoom call. He is in the dining room on his Zoom call. And we're trying to keep the dog <laughs> and the boys quiet. Ev, where are you working right now? I am in my office um, as you, uh, or if you guys have been watching uh, or living life, <laughs> the stock market has been pretty volatile and pretty crazy. So it's, it's nice to be in the office uh, away from the two kids uh, and have my own little space uh, and our senior advisors in the office too. So it's kind of nice to have them next to me and we can just kind of chat. We are six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's not, our home office is in Salem, so it's been pretty awesome and, uh, traffic, no traffic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so the commute from, uh, Portland has not been bad at all. Um, but yeah, so in the office. Nice. Nice. So go ahead. Let's just jump right in because, um, I guess I didn't even introduce our guests. That's how bad I am at this. This is my first one guys. So bear with me. Um, we are joined by. The legend himself. He actually has a son named Legend, and I just think that's the most adorable thing ever. We might have to talk about your two boys. Um, but Evans and Bernard, and I know there was some controversy on Beaver Blitz because we've been running our GOAT series, greatest of all time, and Ev got several votes, but he was kind of edged out there at the uh, at the end with Bill Enyart. So we had some some generational uh, things going on, but Ev seriously is one of the greatest to ever play to Oregon State. I, I'm, I, I remember there's so many great memories. Um, of I was doing I think I started Beaver Blitz. You were at Oregon State when if Yeah, 03 was my first year. My freshman. So month. I was I was a fundraiser in the Portland office from 2000 to 06. So I think um you were I was pregnant with my second kid that Washington wow. game. That was wow. the third game since 1993 that I had missed in person. Wow. Um and I was like 8 months pregnant and that was that big Washington game where they called the touchdown back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with and, Jake Locker, right? Yeah, yeah, and my husband had went, but I was just like, it was a night game, and I'm like big and fat and pregnant and miserable, and I'm like, no, you go, Jack's still yeah. going to be born, you know, we didn't even have a name for this, <laughs> and the next day he came early, so um, that game, yeah. Wow. Husband came home the next day because he had stayed in the hotel and came home a little, not feeling great after that game. And <laughs> <laughs> was a total bum. Yeah, but that, there's so many good ones. The um, Sun Bowl. Anyway, Evans and yeah. Bernard is our guest, our very first guest on this. I don't know if we're going to call it the damn podcast video edition or what we want to call it, but um, Ev, yeah. I know you spent some time uh, working for our Beaver Nation. Absolutely. And now you have a brand new job. You want to tell us, kind of fill us in what you're doing down in Salem. Right? Yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, I was with our Beaver Nation for four years um, after my my coaching stint, my GA stint with uh, Coach Riley his last year at Oregon State. Um, you know, made a transition. Um, didn't really want to go to Nebraska. Didn't know what was going on, what he was, who he was bringing. Um, but, you know, Bob DeCareless reached out to me and was like, hey, 
um, what are your thoughts? And Jim Patterson as well at the time, uh, what are your thoughts about being a fundraiser? And I was like, sure, you know, I had a little one on the way, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Uh, and uh, they would say, you know, they told me it'd be a natural fit and it really was a natural fit. You know, I was comfortable, was comfortable with uh, space around Beaver, you know, Beaver Nation. Um, and so I got to work with some awesome people, kind of learned the side on the athletic side. Um, and what they do, it's tremendous what they do. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, my first year was just kind of like crazy, unbelievable what goes into that. Um, and all the, you know, the finance, you know, stuff and the importance of that supporting student athletes, there's just so much to it. And as a student athlete, you never really knew where your financial, um, not aid, but your scholarship check came from. It came from our donors. And I didn't know that at all. It blew me away. I go, I go what, hold on, they, <laughs> like, so the check that I see on it says Oregon State University just doesn't come from the, you know, the school that just writes a check out. No, people are supporting um, this stuff. And even down to your, you know, our, our uniforms, our, you know, the facilities, all that stuff is all by Oregon State donors. And it, it just blew my mind and just like, you know, I remember asking myself, why would someone just give their hard earned money to, you know, these student athletes that they don't really even know? Um, but it just shows you the, the, the passion for, uh, you know, as alumni, your passion for your school uh, and just seeing that was so awesome. And so it was awesome to just do that for some time, did for four years and networked, uh, got outside my shell. And I'm pretty sure when you interviewed my, you interviewed me the first time, I was super like awkward. And was like, <laughs> what do I do? Um, so it made me comfortable, um, you know, being a fundraiser. It got me out of my comfort zone. And I had to like ask people, right? People weren't always coming to me like, hey, come get a picture, can you autograph? It was like, hey, yeah, these people are awesome, but also they want, you need to ask. Like that is part of the job, you know, getting out of your comfort uh, uh, zone. And so met a couple people, some donors that were in the financial um, advisor space. And I was like, wow, well, that's kind of cool. Um, and then obviously uh, being able to help I, th I thought when it like, came up to me and talk, told me like what we do, I was like, well, wow, that's kind of cool. Like, can I do that for athletes? Like, when we always hear these broke stories. And I was like, you know, why not get into a space where it's really dominated by older white males? I was like, well, how can some of these players that are from your Texas, your Floridas, your, you know, Californias that really never really had a lot of conversation with those type of people? Um, and I wanted to kind of relate, and I was in that space already. Um, I went through it myself. I helped my brother go through the, this whole uh, draft, draft process. Um, and I wanted to be someone that they could, like, feel comfortable around with, you know, and be like, hey, man, Ab, like, I got my uncle asking for money, right? That happens. Yeah. A lot of these, right? A lot of these kids, uh, you know, that come from those inner cities or, you know, just, you know, middle-class families like they have these people that are reaching out to them and they don't know how to say no um and they don't know how to tell their advisors like hey this what this is what happens like i don't know if you know um can we do something how could you be the guy that says no you know um and i thought it was so awesome and, and then obviously hearing about the broke stories and i don't want those you know those i don't want to say kids but those guys uh coming out um getting taken advantage of um and also looked at it as an opportunity to help and change people's lives and set them up it's millennials right most of them don't know and they have this app they're like well i can get this app and i can do it on robin hood yeah and then you're going to be super emotional when the market's like it is right now you yeah, set yeah. everything off that's not what you want to do um and so one it was 
two things, educate young people or just anybody, just educate them. And then two, help athletes manage their money um, and set them up for when they retire. Uh, so there's, and there's a bunch of other little stuff, but those are two big things. And, uh, you know, it's been an awesome year and a half. I made the trend or about a year and some change. I made the, the transition. It's been awesome. The firm I'm working with is great. That's teaching me. Uh, they're, one's a beaver. <laughs> that, that makes uh, the everyday process awesome. When we talk about, you know, sports and stuff like that. And, other guys awesome as well as a professional or a college athlete himself um and we have other guys around in the washington area and but it's been awesome and i uh, love the transition learning you know on the fly learning a lot and learning the importance of you know having financial literacy so, yeah. so you're with capstone advisors is that correct capstone wealth advisors capstone wealth advisors um are you only taking athletes no, I, uh, no, um, <laughs> uh, that would be one. I don't want too many. That's a, as you can imagine, it can be pretty crazy. I, I just have this image of ballers in my head. I know, I know <laughs> and I it all the time. Everyone's like, are you the rock? I go, no, you know, I want, you know, it's, it's funny. Most of my clients are, are, uh, either friends from high school, uh, and they're in New York, unfortunately, uh, we got a couple there and, um, and then, you know, college teammates and stuff like that. And, you know, um, and then just, you know, Oregon State, you know, people in general. Uh, so it's been pretty fun. And so it's kind of a mix. Um, I do want to, you know, build, you know, my practice to be a couple heavy, heavy athlete base, you know, just because I, I enjoy working with them and, and, and kind of uh, kind of knowing what to expect with those guys. And um, So, yeah. And knowing how you can help them. I mean, that's, I, I think this whole thing has really put into a, the market's been volatile, but you need to, you know, hold, you got to hang yeah. out. It. It's also brought into focus. I think really clearly for a lot of people, young, old, you need to have savings. You they need to have a fallback that you can't be keeping up with the Joneses and to the point where you have, you can't even pay your bills. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, every advisor, especially, our firm, we always tell our clients to have at least five to six months yeah. um, to be able to cover if something happens. And here we are, uh, and we're probably what we're going into month three or two yeah. and a half. Two and a half, I think. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. So, you know, we always tell people to have you know that kind of stuff. And we and this little things, and it's such it's such a great time right now for me, especially. It's been really awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, business has been booming just because a lot of the millennials are. We're like, well, I can get in the market now, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, at a, it's at a deep <laughs> discount. We call it the Nordstrom Lab yearly sale right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's been a great uh, opportunity for a lot of young, you know, um, people to get into the market and people that have money on the sidelines. You know, yeah, you may have a, you may have a um, advisor right now, but hey, you know, I love Ev. I love what he's doing. I can trust him. Let's give him a shot. You know, and so it's been kind of really fun to kind of go through this and it's been really great for me. Um, I hate it for other people that are, you know, either super close to re retiring or they are retired. And, and so it's tough to see that and hear those stories. But for me, it's been awesome. And I've been, uh, you know, reaching out to uh, people, you know, to be like, Hey man, this is the time, you know, um, a lot of my young friends. So, yeah. yeah, no, it is. I mean, that I have a, a 15 year old. He just turned 15 two weeks ago. Um, he, he's like four, he's 15 going on like 50, yeah. um, but seriously, he loves cars. He's always been a car guy yeah. and he was probably 
five? Yeah. Maybe, maybe seven. Anyway, my parents have got him a, a, a subscription to Motor Trend. And he comes to my husband. He's like, Dad, um, you need to read about this company. It's really awesome. I want a Tesla. Okay. Wow. So it was actually kind of funny. So my husband read the story and he was like, oh yeah, it sounds like a really cool company. He goes, you know, I have a thousand dollars just sitting in my little Scott trade account, just cash. So he goes, I'll buy a thousand dollars worth of stock. And we bought it at $37 a share. Oh. $1,000. And then it, it went up a little bit. And we bought maybe another thousand when it was at 56. Yeah. It's like seven something now. I'm like, yeah. Oh. You know, like <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's been a, I mean, them and Amazon have yeah. been the, the, the freaking darlings of, you know, the stock market right now. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, Tesla is not just a car. It's the software. It's the yeah. program. It's the, the space. Hey, I, can, I can start my car from my phone. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, or I could, you know, I can do other stuff. And not just, I mean, start a car from phone. That's nothing. It's just all the stuff I, I want. I want the extra package that takes me another hundred, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, miles, you know. It's going to change. Just, it's going to change everything about like cost. It is. Yeah. It's unbelievable. When you see crude oil right now, it's no one is using it. And, and so these electric, you know, the, the further they go, the more or less we need crude oil. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's yeah, it's unbelievable, and obviously Amazon. Yeah, that is just crazy. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, but I don't, we won't go down that. You, that you don't you don't you don't shop Amazon, do you? Your wife probably shops Amazon. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I, okay. I buy a little stuff here and there. What's well, uh, so easy, she, right? You just pop in your car. It's so easy. It's so easy. Um, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, it, it's kind of scary for brick and mortar. What is the future? But I still think right now, too people are getting super tired of being inside. <laughs> so brick and mortar, I think people are still going to want to, you know, be in malls, not fairly soon, but they're going to want to go to malls. And, and sometimes you want to try your clothes on, right? Yeah. Like sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's going to be anytime soon. Yeah. I think some of those smaller companies, you know, your JC pennies and stuff like that may be gone. Um, you know, but yeah, I think it's crazy. Hey, I, I've been trying to, to support local just I'm, I'm fortunate right now. I mean, all, all you Beaver Blitz subscribers, I mean, you're supporting a small business because this is yeah, my, my, my world. And, um, so, but my husband still has a job. So both of us are still, you know, right now we're still okay. And so I've been trying like a couple times a week. We go to, my kids keep, mom, we want Chipotle. And I'm like, nothing against Chipotle, but I'm going to go to the little, you know, the local. Absolutely. Yeah. We've done that in our neighborhood. We have a little neighborhood blog on Facebook. And we support, uh, we have a, there's Fly Boys Brewing um, and there's Wankers where we support. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we've definitely reached out to our small businesses. And I think it's amazing. And I tell people, hey, if you're not using that $1,200 stimulus check, maybe, you know, donate it. You know, yeah. if you don't need to use it, kind of donate to your small businesses because that is America. is our small yeah. business. And that's really what's going to be through. Okay, so I, we probably talked, I, I yeah. know the <laughs> fans are probably like, dude, get to something like, yeah. So absolutely. you guys all have some great memories of Evan St. Bernard. I know you do. I, I told him before we started recording this about the Washington game. Um, I, was that the game that Lyle threw the crackback block? Yeah. On yeah. Grayson. I think his name is Lyle, That's what I have to get on too. I'll have to get Lyle Moeva on. He's like, he's a yeah, no, he's awesome. He's just got a new gig. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gig, so he's super excited. He's already recruiting like crazy. So I told him I got, I got uh, yeah. You know, whatever we won't go down there but anyways yeah <laughs> so so you you know had totally i mean i don't want to get back in the whole story about recruiting how you and sabby ended up at oregon state i mean it's a great story but coach yeah. riley really saw something in you guys and 
and loved well, it. I will say, it actually wasn't. Um, it was Coach Erickson. Oh, it uh, was Coach E. Yeah, I know. Hey. I, I, I got to give, give credit to Coach E. Um, you know, and, and for me, the, the, create, the awesome thing uh, for me during that process, one, I knew Sab was up here, and I was a really shy kid. And yeah. Me and Sab played, you know, obviously high school baseball and football together. Um, he was a year older. Um, and then Steve Jackson part saying, uh, Steve Jackson do what he did, 35 carries. That'll, that'll get my attention real quick. Um, <laughs> well, you had Ken Simonton before. Well, you probably didn't know about Ken Simonton. No, I, didn't. Yeah. I, I knew a little bit. I watched that ESPN special with him and Joey Harrington on the bus. Okay. I was watching that. Uh, back in Florida, um, but then it was uh, Coach Erickson's time at Miami. Miami. I was a huge Miami Hurricane fan coming out, uh, and they had like two running backs uh, there um, during the time, and that's probably why. <laughs> well, I know why I didn't get recruited by them. Um, one's Frank Gore, okay, <laughs> Clinton Portis, <laughs> uh, and so those two guys. And there's another couple. Um, that were coming out, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe not the place to go." Um, but, I'm really going to interrupt you here. I just watched a, an ESPN thing on Marshall Falk, and it was yeah. so crazy. So Coach E was was the coach when I was there. I started in 2000, the Fiesta Bowl year as the fundraiser. I mean, I love Coach E. I still to yeah. this day love Coach E. Um, just the stories that he would tell. But yeah. Marshall Falk talked about being a recruit, and his number one choice was Miami. And Coach Eric's he told him. He could come to Miami and be a defensive back. Wow. Yeah, you, I mean, it was like, it was awesome. So anyway, he had like Nebraska, Miami was his number one, and then Nebraska and a couple other schools. And then San Diego State was his number five choice. And that's where he ended up because they let him play running back. They play running. And that's the same thing for Steve Jackson. He was supposed to go to Miami, but they wanted him as a linebacker. And I think Nebraska. And he's like, dude, no, I want to be a running back. And that's why he came to Oregon State. So you uh, then would have been part of that class that maybe was recruited by Erickson. And then he left, and then yes, I am that. I am that class. class. Three. That's uh, me, Roy Shooting, Kyle Devan. Um, gosh, you know, that I'm, was I'm a great school. class, though. Yeah. Uh, I forget Brandon Powers, Gerard Lawson, yeah. um, Brian Gunderson. There's a, there's a bunch of guys that were just studs. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome class. Yeah, really awesome class. And then talk about. I mean, so you. Sometimes that doesn't work out when you get recruited by one coach and then you come in and it's another coach. Yeah, it, it was totally worked uh, out for you. Yeah, so I was playing. I was. Uh, I remember hearing the news. I was. It was baseball season, uh, and I was in the outfield, <laughs> and it got relayed to me from the third third base guy all the way to me. And he's like, "Dude, you hear Coach Erickson? Your coach is gone. What are you going to do? You're going to go play baseball because I got drafted to play baseball to the Twins." Um, my senior year, and I was like, "What?" And then I actually really looked at jumping into the, the going to the MLB, um, but I just kind of hung in there, and I was like, "No, football is my passion." Um, but yeah, I kind of hung in there. Uh, talked to Riley over the phone. <laughs> this just awesome. I remember him picking up the phone. I was like, "Oh my god!" He sounds like he's like Mr. Rogers. He's like super nice, super like sweet dude, like mellow voice. Yeah, it's like, like total polar opposite from yeah, me. right. And I was like, you know what? Something's telling me I just need to stick it out and go with this guy. This dude seems awesome. Holy uh, jumping up for uh, what Coach Riley was Jiminy Christmas. That's when you knew he was really mad. Yeah, so I was like, this is this is beyond me. Um, but it ended up being the best move to stay. 
Um, what a great time at Oregon State. Great, great time. Got to play with some amazing guys. Mike Cash, you know, your, your Matt Moore's, your Sammy Strauders, your James Rogers, your guy, the list goes on, the Andrew Beatries of the world. Um, goes on and on and on. And, uh, it was so fun. And got to play with my, my, my best friend, Savvy, and made tons of best friends throughout my time. But hanging in there and rolling with Coach um, with uh, Coach Rye was awesome. And then there's a guy behind the scenes, DVD. Uh, DVD, yep. And, uh, I mean, and thankfully, you know, DVD was there um, because he was Did you know Ron Davis, too, then? Did you know R.D.? Yeah, 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 yeah. But my connection with DVD was he there. That was uh, – he was the best. Uh, I think uh, that is a big – I think a lot of people don't know how much of influence he has in the recruiting process. Um, he still does. I know he's not – that's not what his primary focus is uh, like he was back then. But um, the parents and the players that get to meet him, or he's a – I mean – really the quiet right-hand man behind Oregon State success for many, many years. So, um, so yeah. He's a good one. Yeah. So many, so many good players. I mean, still, I look now at what Coach Smith has done. Um, I mean, Oregon State's had a, had a dark, little dark period there. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of a, a dark, I mean, you were working there during the time. And, um, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it, it was weird. It was a weird, it was a weird feeling. Um, to go from Coach Riley, and I, I'll never forget, I don't know if you were at the press conference when Coach Anderson was announced. I was there, actually. Um, uh, Mark Masseri and Bob DeCarlo sent me to uh, uh, Madison to pick him up on a private okay. jet, which was my first time on a private That was pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's awesome. This guy, this guy must be real special. Um, so we picked him up, and the conversation with him was uh, was awesome. Was yeah. the whole ride. I was like, man, this dude's great. I mean, like, how, well, the, first of all, how do you leave the third floor valley? And he was, and the things he said. I mean, I think at the time that's what Beaver Nation wanted to hear, right? Yeah. They they had had this Mike Riley, and I think what, like I said, I think Beaver fans now really appreciate Coach Riley yeah. to a different degree. But at the time, they just wanted that kind of more of that Coach E style again. They want it. We exactly hit it on the nose. That, he, that's exactly what they wanted. I will never, ever forget him sitting there. I remember the Pormans were sitting kind of over, and Sue was almost like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, he talked about that we're going to have a quarterback that can, you know, beat you with his, his mind, his legs, and his arm. And, and he was so just passionate. And I don't, you know, I don't really know what happened, what went side. I know, yeah. I think losing Kalani Sataki after year one was yeah. really hard. Yeah, um, and I think he got impatient. Honestly, in my yeah. opinion, it was he didn't stick with that plan of, of a quarterback. That you know, it was right. off the board. But um, you know, Coach Smith comes in, and when he brings in you know DVD, and now he has Alexis Cerna in helping, yeah. and James Rogers, and Mike Doctor. Mike Doctor, yeah. You know just, I mean? um, yeah, you gotta have you gotta have Oregon State. You gotta have your there's there's like these I don't know your statement pieces right or the cornerstones you gotta have some guys that are beavers uh you know that bleed black and orange that have been through the process and have breathed the the product you know um and we got the right guy obviously john unbelievable and it's what the doctor ordered and i think i remember the first time you know when riley leaves that he was like kind of talked about beaver nation wanted him Right. We talked a little bit about him and some people were uncertain as, you know, his youth and all that, but we wanted him back then. And it's so awesome that we got to, we had to get a, get a second chance at him. Um, and he's special and you've seen what he's done in a short time. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I think that's something about Oregon State though. I think 
um, you know, I mean, I went to Oregon State and people will say something, you know, about well, Oregon State, you know, and, but it gets in you. It gets, yeah. I mean, it, it's, this I'm is, coming from Florida, right? I know, so I hear, here. <laughs> yeah. And the guys would go, well, I mean, my buddies like, dude, where are you going? And out of all my buddies, Kansas State, Texas, and uh, NC State, and some other smaller schools, I went to the most bowl games. I, in my five years there, we went to four bowl games, the, you know. And so these guys were like, man. I remember some, like, their second year, or after the first year, man, can I get recruited? Like, hey, can you tell the coach I'm, I'm, I'm open to being traded? And I can only imagine we had these, like, these uh, transfer things now. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had most, my whole high school team was in <laughs> um, at Oregon State. But, um, yeah, we, you know, during that time from – really 01 to what 12 we really wow. started yeah we were doing things and, and changing uh, the landscape of uh oregon state football program um and we're, we'll get back there but we had a nice run man it was fun <laughs> it was yeah. fun it is fun a lot of, a lot of bowl games a lot of bowl <laughs> games, yeah. bowl games are fun. I, you know, free, I haven't yes. been to a bowl game in so long because well hey it's been and then back in that time frame i was you know had babies so my husband would go cover the bowl game Take yeah. one for the team. Yeah, take one for yeah, all right. I'd stay home with the babies. He'd go cover the bowl game and have some fun. So yeah. I haven't been to a bowl game in so long. It's been crazy. Right. But um they're fun. Well, right. I, there. Want, I want the I want some of those players to enjoy a bowl game because it is so much fun. Oh, it's the best. It is. It's and just yeah. and the fans. I mean, Oregon State has such a special fan base. Um mm -hmm. loyal, loyal fans. I, yeah. I wish we got some we need some younger guys, younger people to step up. I mean, there's been some Lots and lots of – it's an older fan base, I think. So – I agree. I agree. And I think um, RB of Nation, um, they're doing a great job trying to uh, engage that young, um, you know, donor base or even just fans in general. Yeah. Right now, you just need fans. Um, and it's, you know, how do we become creative and millennial-like where yeah. they find it appealing? Um, and we just have to kind of use technology and be savvy with it. And, and obviously, at, at, well, at, really, at the end of the day, we got to right? We have to be a product where people are excited to jump on. Who cares if it's called bandwagon? We'll take them, right? Yeah, um, right. Yep. yeah and uh, we got to get those people back into the, into the boat. And, you know, a lot of them are young, you know, families and stuff like that. And so we have to be cautious of that on, a, you know, game day. How do we make it? you know, a little bit of young family, cool and hip, but also fun where you have that beer garden area yeah. where the, uh, you know, the dad is off for the weekend. Yeah. You know, and, and the mom's with the kids. Yeah, mom's with the kids. <laughs> and there's the boys weekend, make it awesome. You know, so you just got to be, you got to find different ways to appeal to a lot of different people. And we, yeah. we have that uh, potential and we'll get there. And obviously this will be a road, you know, bump, unfortunately with you know where we're at with the crisis and stuff and how is that stadium going to be now right like how are people going to be cool with navigating through there because there's not going to be no social distancing happening in that stadium obviously um and so i don't know it'll, it's going to be interesting and the funding and all that we can go down that path but i'm not in that area anymore so i'm not going to talk about that um but i really you know hope things get you know get better because uh, the kids, the players deserve to have, yeah. I can't imagine not playing. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I enjoy yeah. that. Like that is part of, you know, my, you know, why did I go the football route with the baseball route? Well, because when I walked in the research stadium and you know, these other 
my other trips, like to like going to the stadium on game day, there's nothing like it. Yeah. There's nothing like it. And you don't get that baseball when you're traveling with, you know, guys that are chilling and spitting in cans, wherever, and you're just on a bus, you know, going and yeah, there's like it's a tough road, you know. Oh, God, it's so tough. So um, just that, that experience is what it's all about and why yeah. people love college football is that game day experience, right? Speaking of families, you have two adorable kids I've seen on social media. Yeah. How old are they? <laughs> uh, one's about to be five. Oh, my gosh. Oh, cool, cool, uh, Legend, cool. my, my older one. We call him Ledge. And then my other one is almost, or going to be 19 months, major. Um, and so, yeah, it's been awesome having two boys. And I, I am done, officially done. Yes, done. I'm done. <laughs> um, I always wanted two boys because obviously my brother and I, you know, kind of had an enjoyment of, you know, growing up together and watching him live out his dream, going into his eighth season eighth? with the Cincinnati Bengals. Crazy. Okay, so I, I know I've told you this a long time ago, but I will never forget Geo's recruitment. I mean, he was four times our guy, um, <laughs> committed to Notre Dame, and Coach yeah. Riley and Coach Langstorff had already been out to, to do a home visit, yeah. and he committed to Notre Dame, and then they had the coaching change, and he opened it back up. And – Riley and Langs flew back across the country to see him and I, I texted him. So that was, it's been funny. So I've done this since 06. And so the, the, the change from actually calling guys on the phone to yeah. then texting them. And now it's all DMs. I mean, they just yeah. went <laughs> on Twitter DM, but um, your brother was a text and I texted him. And I'm like, Hey, I know coach Riley was, was down to see you. Um, just want to see where you're at. And he goes, call me at five o'clock my time. I'm like, uh-huh. I remember this because Oregon State's gonna get Geo. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like telling people on you know in the lodge. I'm like, okay, come back, check in about six, you know. Yeah. And I call your brother, and the nicest, sweetest kid, but was kind of like, I. So I'm talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I really like North Carolina, and I was like, oh, okay, that's not what I thought. <laughs> but I don't know how to tell Coach Riley no for a second time. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I, I can't give you any, you know, yeah. North Carolina, it worked out amazing for him, but just an awesome, I mean, it's been yeah. so fun. That, I, mean, yeah. I watch, I watch the Bengals to watch Geo just because I feel like, you know, know, he's a beaver by association. He is. And he's still, it's funny. I'll call him sometimes FaceTime. He's wearing beaver gear. Yeah. Um, Arnie and lightning are the, the, the best equipment. I was going to say them and DVD. Things. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> Yeah, so they uh, they always take care of him. They'll we'll send it or they'll send him uh, some orange and black cleats. So he wears them because obviously Bengals colors. So he wears them on game day yeah. and stuff. Um, but yeah, I remember that process, kind of him going through that and him, you know, really considering Oregon State, like genuinely considering Oregon State. Uh, I don't. I think one of the things he wanted to create his own identity and not be little Ev's brother. And, um, I remember him telling me that. You know, it was kind yeah, of yeah, like, and I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, I supported him, and you know, and the reason why, yeah, he went to Oregon uh, to North Carolina is because Chris Carter was one of the position coaches at his high school, St. Thomas Aquinas, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, and he played with uh, Chris's son, um, and Chris's best friend, uh, two best friends, was Butch Davis uh, and the offensive coordinator. So he knew he was going to get the ball a lot. <laughs> No, nope, it makes sense and yeah, he, places and, he, trail. And, and the other thing he told me too is just how important it was for his dad to be able to to see yeah. him play more which you know he talked about it was him tough, and your yeah. dad only saw you once and that was i know day. yeah it, it was you're right uh and that was the washington game <laughs> uh, yeah 
Um, but yeah, I remember like my, my, my buddies would watch like the first half and then they'll be like, yeah, okay, now we're at the bar or the club, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was late. Like, late games was normal back then. It was like six, seven. That was a normal start time. Um, and we, we were winning back then where people weren't complaining about late yeah. starts. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that I just remember like, dang, that kind of sucked. But um, yeah, and then they also had 13 guys that were first round, first and second round picks. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about that class. Yeah. You know, there was 13 freaking guys, and that that was a scandal too, right? Yeah, that, yeah, the scandal year. We won't go down that path. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. But no, Anyways, it's, it's just uh, awesome <laughs> to watch him and um, to see. Um, it's, it's actually. T- my world, you know, I see Jerry Judy, and I remember interviewing him. You know, he yeah. was in Nebraska, going to be one of the first, you know, but yeah. to, uh, but the stories, there's so many good stories that so I, I have taken up way more than your time than I. You're good. You're good. But we could totally talk. We were talking about the the last dance, too, before we went on. That was good, too. But um, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to tune in uh, tonight. Um, I was a huge MJ fan. I bought all the freaking sneakers. I remember one. Image you have any of them still? The originals? I still have the originals. Nice. I'm gonna say I'm saving for my boys. But I remember one picture when I was uh, coming out of high school. Uh, I remember watching Stephen Jackson play on that field turf, that Astro turf. Yeah. Had, <laughs> and he had the Jordan 11s on, the black patent leather ones, the white and black ones, Concords. And I was like, Oh my God, this dude can wear Jordans. Like, this dude's so cool. And you get to play like, and we can play in Jordans. So. That was part of the reason why I came to Oregon State too, just seeing all that stuff. And yeah. It was just awesome, man. And that's that just shows you the, the power of branding. Um, I hate to say it, the the swoosh is really awesome and kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's part of the recruiting device. But like but like you mentioned though, it was MJ, it was Michael Jordan that really really got Nike on made the cool. Yeah, it made And then they had made, the whole Bo Jackson. Um, yeah, but MJ just took but it was it to Michael Jordan. Level. Yeah. yeah. I mean the shoes are still I mean still kill them every time they release people are you know it's it's all generations not just the old or it's not just the young it's it's everyone up to 50 you know like just they're just wearing jordans you know like so it's really cool and how they've been able to uh sustain business uh you know really cool so yeah, this shows the power of michael jordan and, and then the mentality right the uh you know that that uh that dog or that yeah. it factor and you know you know kobe had it yeah you know, I mean, just the right. smile i mean they could they can yeah. light up a room with a smile they can and they're marketable the ladies and they can yeah. also you know compete with yeah. anyone yeah they're marketable and uh you look at a guy like you know steve jackson when he was playing his time you know in the league how marketable he was doing those you know all those uh, commercials and the Brandon Cooks, very marketable, yeah. you know, the, the great smile, great charisma, and easy to approach. Those, I mean, yeah, and that's that's what Oregon State breeds, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I, I have my favorites every year, guys. Yeah. That, you know, or just make it easy. How about this? I'm gonna turn around. Who's your Who's your favorite right now? My who's favorite your guy where you're like, man, I enjoy not just because he's talented, but just a good overall, you know, person on the current Beaver roster. Yeah. You know, I I always go, I mean, like Trevon Bradford. All right. That's, I like him too. Easy. I like him um, too. I'm trying to think. Because um, I, I kind of, you know, I have, we have a guy in Corvallis now, Carter, who kind of covers the day-to-day. Yeah. Trying to think. So, two, when I'll I... I'll go back to, actually, hold on. I'll, I'll tell you why I like Bradford. I had a football camp in Albany at the Boys and Girls Club. And it was all freshmen that, I, you know, I reached out to... Um, OSU and I was like, hey, can I get a couple players I'm having this camp at the 
Forrest Miller Club in Albany. And um, I remember he was the one of the first ones to jump in and be super supportive and um, just played with the kids, you know, and just you know no ego and so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down with you on that one yeah i mean i kind of think of other guys too. i mean there's so many I, I i love what i do i mean like like you i have two boys and i love the fact that my boys i have no problem with them looking up to any of these guys right i mean um i go back two of my favorites that i've covered of all time have been james rogers and mike doctor nice um, i love it mike doctor is my favorite too is, is special he's a special special kid um yeah. Well, now he's like going to get married. Yeah, yeah. I know. No. I mean, I, I followed him, and you know, he didn't qualify originally. Um, and I remember keeping in touch with him on, you know, his qualifying, and he gray shirted. Um, gosh, Johnny Hecker was a fun one, just because yeah, I met him as a junior in high school. Um, there's Brandon Cook still yeah. to this day. You know, he was committed to UCLA to play for. I remember hearing Island. about this. Yeah, but, I remember hearing about this. I remember yeah. hearing about this. I never asked him personally, but yeah. So he was committed. And then he took a trip up to Oregon State. And I got a call from a, a good source that, you know, said he actually committed on this trip. And I'm like, okay. So I, like I did Sunday nights after visits, I was, you know, I called him. He was actually a call. Yeah. And um, I was talking to him about his trip and he talked about how much he liked it. And then he stopped, he paused for a minute. He goes, can I tell you something? But you can't tell anybody. And I said, sure. Cause I was just running it like, how's your trip? I didn't want to be like, hey, I heard you, were, I heard you committed. <laughs> Yeah. So he's like, I actually committed to Oregon State on my trip. He goes, but here's the deal. Coach Neuheisel doesn't know yet. And I said, okay, I will hold this wow. sit on this as long as you want, but let's, let's get the story ready. I'll get your quotes. We'll get a, yeah. a commitment story ready. And then you text me when it's ready to go. Wow. And so we, we did the interview and, you know, he's like, you promised me you won't burn me. And I'm like, no, I'm going to have to cover yeah. your career. You know, this is, this is my job. I'm, I'm not going to burn bridge now. Wow. So I think Monday I kept waiting for a text. I'm like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like Tuesday morning I'm like, dude, are are you changing your mind? He's like, no. And I'm, I'm, I'll let you know by lunch. And yeah. he texts me, okay, it's good to go. Wow. Yeah. And I swear you're like the mom, like the beaver mom for like all these things. <laughs> they all like they're just com like they're just comfortable with you. I'm but like, I'm old. That's just it. No, I'm no, no, you're not. The old lady. No. That's that's why like Trevon too. He always tells me that I'm not old, and I'm like, ha ha. No, yes, I'm not. <laughs> But no, I, I won't burn them. I'll never burn them. Sometimes I've sit on, sat on stories that other people I know it's tough for you. I know sometimes you get kind of stuck in that, that you know, that, that rut, that in-between. But you've done an amazing job and continue to do what you do, honestly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's super fun reconnecting. And I hope you were, like I said, I, I told Ed, I was like, okay, so I'm only going to need you like 15, 20 minutes. And now I've got <laughs> like 45. But um, <laughs> um, we have... I actually have another interview lined up. We're going to talk to Cody yeah. Baz later. Love it. Another one of my favorites. I love Cody covering him. He's had some health battles over the past year, but I'm excited to touch base with him. Another one, he has two cute little girls. So kids, kids and dogs are. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. I'll be picking you. your brain for others to bring on. because this Absolutely. Is I love it. I will open all the doors you need. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Go Beavs. Go Beavs. <laughs>